presents Into the West. Old-time radio westerns that share the stories of the men and women who claimed the West. The cowboys and ranchers, the gunslingers and gamblers, the lawmen and the lawbreakers. These are the tales of the frontier of the intrepid pioneers who ventured into the West. Frontier Town, the saga of the Roaring West. Frontier Town. El Paso, Cheyenne, Powder River, Tombstone. Frontier Town. the adventurous story of the early West, the tamed and the untamed, from the Pecos to Powder River, Dodge City to Poker Flat. These are the towns they fought to live in and lived to fight for, teeming crucibles of pioneer freedom. Frontier Town! folks ever hear of a town called Dos Rios? Like as not, you haven't. But being that I'm a town's lawyer, I'd like to tell you about Dos Rios. A sprawling, lusty, and raw-boned frontier town. All kinds of folks here. Although some of them aren't all bad, there are some of them who aren't all good. Take my last case. Cherokee O'Bannon, ex-medicine man and now owner of the town livery stable, was with me, just jogging along the west bank of El Toro Creek, flapping his jaws like he most always does. Listen to me, my junior Blackstone. In court, you're dull and unromantic. But outside of a courtroom, with your back humped for trouble and your fists flying, then, my boy, (laughs) there isn't a woman of the opposite sex who doesn't sigh her heart out to be crushed in those two manly arms. (laughs) Doggone you, Cherokee. Don't let me hear you saying anything that even sounds like that where Libby Fillmore can hear you. Oh, of course not, Chad. I'm as close-mouthed as a sphinx. Uh, uh, famous statue, you know. Good enough. But if Libby has agreed to become Mrs. Remington, would you kindly explain just why you're riding along with your roving eye riveted on that bit of feminine fluff and pulchritude? Driving that one-horse shay on the other side of the creek? Well, so you noticed her too, huh? And at your age. You know, you're really a good advertisement for your Cherokee Indian rattlesnake oil. Certainly. It's guaranteed to build red blood. Well, the young lady yonder has nothing to do with... Platitude, Chad. Someone's shooting at that girl. And those shots have spooked the girl's horse. He's running away. My goodness. 
That damsel's not merely in distress, Chad. She's in trouble. Come on! Cherokee, I'll take care of the damsel. You light it out after that sneak and drag, don't you? Now go on. Pound up that dust. I'm taking out after that runaway rig. Any idea, miss, who fired those shots at you? Uh, none. None at all. Hmm. Have anything with you that a road agent might want? I mean, money or valuables, anything like that? No, but... <laughs> you sound as if you might be a marshal or sheriff or something with all those questions. Hey, you're pretty close. I'm a lawyer. Dos Rios only lawyer. Lawyer? Then you must be the man I was driving over to see. You're Chad Remington. <laughs> I guess there's nothing to say but guilty as charged, Your Honor. Chad Remington at your service. Mr. Remington, I'm Marie Hoxie. Miss Marie Hoxie. Mm-hmm. When can I see you? Well, it seems to me you're seeing me right now. Although I don't usually conduct my law business standing in a creek next to a rig with three bullet holes <laughs> through the dashboard. And uh, never having talked to a lawyer before, I really wouldn't know. <laughs> but if you wouldn't mind lifting me out of here carrying me back to the bank. Oh, really? I'm... <laughs> Miss Hoxie, ease up a little, will you? Your, your arms are choking me. Make, let go of my neck. Oh, oh I'm... I'm so sorry. <sighs> Thanks. Look, I'll tell you what. I sent Cherokee up in those rocks to Cherokee? see... Cherokee? Yeah, Cherokee O'Bannon. He owns a livery stable in town. If you don't mind, you can take his horse and he can patch his carriage together and bring it back to his stable. I surely... Anything you say? Oh, good. Since you're soaked from the splashing you've had when we get back to Dos Rios, you better get a hotel room and change your clothes. You're the most thoughtful man. Thanks, Miss Hoxie. Are lawyers all so formal? My friends call me Marie, Jack. <laughs> battered rig and carried her back up to the road. Whatever scent she was wearing smelled like... Well, I guess it had a French name and cost $25 an ounce. Effective. Very effective. With Marie wet and the air cold, I didn't do much talking on the way to Dos Rios. She took a room in the hotel and said she'd meet me at my office within an hour. That hour gave me a chance to do a little thinking. Great Jupiter's ghosts and sundry sepulchers, Chad. If you refuse help, Marie Hoxie, you're just cutting off your nose to spite her face. Her pretty little face. I don't know, Cherokee. Something about this sounds a little fishy. Did you notice the dash of that buggy, the holes the slugs made? Oh, I can't say that it did, my bucolic barrister. Why? Well, the splinters are all outside. Outside? My boy, why waste time looking at the outside of a splinter when you can be regaling your optics on the outside of Miss Hoxie? What grace, what charm, what curves, what... 
What curve? And besides, those holes look mighty small. Those aren't holes, Chad. Those things are called pores. <laughs> look, you old reprobate. I'm talking about the dashboard of that buggy, and you're talking about something entirely different. Indeed I am. Indeed I am. And something else. It's almost two hours since she said she'd be here in one hour. Well, no, sir, Cherokee, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk down to that hotel and tell Marie Hoxie I'm not interested in her or her case. Oh, believe me, Miss uh, Marie, I'm not at all put out about you being a little late. I, I just came down to the hotel to see if, well, if there was anything I could do to help you. There's a lot you can do to help. You're so tall and so strong-looking that... Well, here. Sit down. No, oh, no. Over here. Because what I have to tell you is in complete confidence, and I don't want anybody outside to hear it. Outside? You saw that man shooting at me today, didn't you? Well, I did hear the shots. Chad, believe me, I won't be safe until I get back the map to the Lost Continent Mine. map to the... No, look, Marie, if I'm going to be of any help to you at all, you better start from the beginning. You will forgive me, but I just seem to be all at loose ends. Well, my father, Dan Hox, he's a mining engineer. I see. After three years of looking, he finally relocated the Lost Continent Mine. Mapped it. Went back to Leadville, where I was waiting for him. Well, how did he lose the map? It was stolen. And we know who stole it. If you know who stole the map, why did you come here to Dos Rios to see me? We had the man arrested, and he's in jail now, but we never did find the map. And you want me to go back to Leadville and play detective? Oh, no, Chad, of course not. But the man who stole it has a brother living here in Dos Rios, and we're as sure as sure can be that he sent that map down here to him. Uh, who's this brother? What we heard, he's a professional gambler. Name of Folsom. Pharaoh Jack? Why, you look surprised. Don't you believe me? Maria, I hate to disappoint you, but as much as I sympathize with your problem, yours is scarcely a case for a cowtown lawyer. I'm sorry. Chad, don't go yet. Dale? Don't you see? Don't you understand? There's no one I can turn to. You're making it a little difficult. Chad, please. Please don't walk out on me now. You've got to help me. You can have everything and anything you want. You better sit down. Yeah. I suppose I had. Do you have any ideas how I can get that paper for you? It's worth $5,000 to us if you do. Maria, I've got to admit I can't do any thinking at all that close to your perfume, so you take off that negative whatever you call it, and put on a dress, and by the time you're through, I'll be back here with my answer. Chad. No, no, I'll be seeing you, Marie. Later. As I asked before, what would you have done? I headed for the street where Cherokee was waiting anxiously to get that perfume out of my head, or blood, some fresh air into my lungs. We were walking along just leaving the hotel, and Cherokee was voicing his disgust with me loud and volubly. I'm starting to believe that you're a fair prospect for the booby hatch. Have you considered turning her down? Five thousand dollars of that. That radiant... Hey, 
Chad, that shot just missed me. It didn't miss me. Huh? I don't notice any punctures in your epidermis. No, I mean that one little shot just made me decide to try and locate the map of the Lost Continent Mine. Well, I never believed in looking a gift horse in the teeth. Would you mind explaining to me why you've undergone this change of mind? Or could it be change of heart? That little lead slug convinced me that there's more to this than is exposed to the eye. And now, if you look who just came out of the hotel, you'll have the rest of your answer. Out of the... Well, that's... That's Farrell Jack, the gambler. Say, isn't he the one you said, Marie? He's the one, all right. And believe me, Mr. O'Bannon, we're finding that map if we have to tear those Rios apart plank by plank and dobe brick by dobe brick. We'll return to the exciting second act of our Frontier Town adventure in just about one minute. Now, Frontier Town. Well, with that shot from the general direction of the hotel going past my ear a little too close for comfort, and then seeing Pharaoh Jack Folsom leaving the hotel, I decided the better part of valor would be to get off the street before the sheriff and a crowd collected. So I went back to the hotel, leaving Cherokee to wait for me down the corridor a few feet. Once again, I knocked on the lovely Marie's door. you. Why, were you expecting someone else? I thought you were a stranger in Dos Rios, Marie. I am. It's just that I... Well, I didn't expect you back this soon. May I come in? Certainly. Young lady, I've decided to take your case. Oh, that's wonderful, Chad. Wonderful. $5,000 is a lot of money, so I also decided I'd take part of that. Now. I... Now? I'm taking you at your own word. You said anything and everything. I'm asking for some money. Down. Well, you didn't expect me to have the $5,000 with me. I'll take what I can get. Oh. Well, if that's the way it is, that's the way it'll have to be, I suppose. And you suppose correctly. Well, if the money's all you're interested in. The way this case may turn out, I need to put a little aside to assure myself a proper funeral. Now, you better go open that purse of yours, Marie, before I change my mind again. Although Miss Hoxie's pocketbook was fat and bulging, she only managed to produce $100. While the bag was open, I did manage to peek inside, and what I saw in there satisfied me that this was my kind of case. As soon as I left Marie's room, I beckoned to Cherokee, and we took advantage of being in the hotel by easing ourselves into Folsom's room. I don't mind saying that I was more than a bit surprised when, tucked inside one of his frilly shirts, I found the map to the Lost Continent mine. Careless of him, wasn't it? But, and I guess gamblers always do take chances. Then instead of turning the map over to my client and demanding the rest of the fee, I grabbed Cherokee and hurried back to my office. Mr. Remington, 
I am by nature a very patient man. With that gorgeous creature waiting to hand you the best part of $5,000, why in the name of Gilhooley's goats don't you give her the map and collect the long green folding wherewithal? I don't know yet exactly. All I know for sure is that in the bottom of her little pocketbook, I spotted a twenty-five caliber handgun. Twenty-five caliber? Twenty-five caliber, a little gun. A gun which shoots small slugs and make little holes. Holes that I think will match those in the dashboard of the buggy she was driving. You mean to stand there with your mouth hanging out trying to say that she shot at herself? I'm just meaning to say that for the time being, I'm going to make what seems to be an exact copy of this map and put it back where we found the original one. Before sneaking back upstairs to Folsom's room, I left Cherokee downstairs in the dinky little lobby under strict orders to stall Folsom should he return by every legal means. And then, just as I had the altered copy of the map safely stowed away in Folsom's shirt, I heard a commotion starting down in the lobby. I closed Folsom's door and raced down the steps two at a time. I thought you forget it. Oh, Bannon, I've given you three to get your hands off of me. Do you understand? But, Pharaoh, I'm positively guaranteeing the two bottles of my genuine One. Cherokee Indian rattlesnake oil will not only change two. your luck, but will absolutely positively... Three, all out. right, I warn you now. Now, just a minute, Folsom. Why don't you pick on someone your own size and age? You better keep out of this, Remington. I should? Why? Because if you don't, I'm going to knock your teeth back down your throat. What was that again about wanting to perform a little dental work on me? You heard me. Told you to keep out of this. Well, I'm in it, and I'm staying in. Unless you think you can knock me out of it. Why, you loud mouth. Well, Pharaoh, you, you rattled my teeth, but that's all. What you meant was something more like this. Chad, my boy, I'm as proud of you as a new head of hair. <laughs> he won't wake up for a week. Oh, won't I? We'll soon see about that. <laughs> Pharaoh, you're a glutton for punishment. Come on, Cherokee. Help me straighten up this lobby and then we'll... Chad, look out. He's got his gun. Oh, you double deal. Just for that, Folsom, I'm taking your gun with me. If you ever want it again, you know where to find me, up at my office. If you'll only listen a minute, Cherokee, I'll explain as much as I can to you. You mean if you're able to. <laughs> Actually precipitating a fight Right in a public hotel <laughs> You used the right word when you said precipitate Because now I'm sure that Marie Hoxie knows I'm working on her case <laughs> well, Didn't you see her watching from up at the head of the stairs? You mean you did that to impress her? No, Oh, I did it in the hope that now she'll have to make her next move Which she just did Just did? She just did If you hadn't been so busy talking You might have seen her go over into the Western Union office and unless I miss my guest, Cherokee, we'll be having visitors. Some mighty interesting visitors before very long. Chad, whether you like it or not, I've got to have a libation. Practically locked up in this office with you for six hours, just waiting, has taxed my nerves beyond the bounds of... Shh, shh, quiet, Cherokee. Someone coming up the stairs. Someone coming? By the ever-living George, so there is. Come in. I do hope you don't mind my coming here this time of night. My dear young lady, you not alone deprecate our perspicacity, but you do yourself a great injustice. Here, let me get you a chair. 
You, uh, you're right about Folsom having that map. Oh, is that so? I thought you'd be more surprised. You've got the map I wanted. I just told you that Folsom had it. I'm telling you, I don't believe it. You're smarter than I thought you were, Marie. You happen to notice the map you found in his room isn't complete? I... I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you were talking about when you said anything and everything, I think. Perhaps you've done too much thinking, Mr. Remington. Say now, please, don't leave so soon. Why, this barren little barrister's office hasn't smelled so good since it's open. Every stable, you know. Oh, I'm not leaving. But fortunately, my uh, father arrived in town, and perhaps he'd better talk to you. Father, come on in. Uh, I was hoping we wouldn't have any trouble. But now, you gentlemen had better sit down. Uh, just arrived in town, Mr. Hoxie? Never mind. You got that lost continent map, and we want it. I rather expected you after I saw your beautiful daughter slip into the Western Union office. If you happen to think it's strange that a lawyer should have his office over a livery stable, that's the reason. Wonderful view of the entire street. If you're a smart lawyer, Remington, you'll dig up the map. Quick. So many people seem to want this map, but it should be worth a great deal more than $5,000. Oh, so that's your play, huh? Think you're going to hold us up and gouge a bankroll out of us? Since I didn't take the other things Marie offered me, it seems I'm entitled to a higher fee. After all, this was riskier than I thought. Uh, Someone shot at me, didn't you, Marie? Dad, you mean to sit there and say you think that beautiful... Shut up, flannel mouth. Remington, I'm not planning on being here in town very long. Maybe two more minutes. You got one to hand over that map. Oh, it's too bad you're leaving so soon, but I can't say I blame you. If your partner, Pharaoh Jack Folsom, happens to see you in Dos Rios, there's apt to be a little shooting affair. Maybe you are smart. Folsom was my partner, but that map belongs to me. To me? Not to us, you and your enchanting daughter? <laughs> you're pretty smart yourself, Hoxie, if that is your name. Hiring Marie to pose as your daughter and come down here to get that map because Folsom had never seen her. He's not his daughter? Why of all the cheap chicanery? All right, now look. Now that you know that I know where you stand, and since this is just a business deal, why don't you let your money do the talking for you? Any talk from now on, this forty-five is going to do. Oh, too bad Marie didn't have a forty-five. What, what are you... you... That little handgun you let her carry gave me my first tip. Right from the time I saw those holes she shot through the dashboard just to make me think she was in trouble. Then when she threw that shot at me from the hotel... Remington, I mean it. I'm going to kill you to get back that map. You see, Marie? He'll kill me just to double-cross Jack Folsom. Then I wouldn't be surprised if he killed you. Are you turning over that map? I guess I'll have to. Won't I, Pharaoh? Drop that gun, Uh, Remington. Drop it. You folks, kind folks, don't mind... This office is getting so crowded, I think I'll leave. You take one more step, Cherokee, and you will leave. Later, honey, shut up. That's what I said. I'm staying. You know, Pharaoh, I just had a hunch if this double dealing vulture you're in partners with ever arrived in Dos Rios, you'd pick up his scent faster than a bird dog. Never mind him. I want my map back. Oh, this is getting more confusing than ever. It's a matter of pure and simple justice. I don't know who to give the map to now. Well, maybe this will make your mind up for you. Here, I've 
Got the money I promised you in my bag. Nobody's buying that map, do you understand me? Why not? Chad can use this money just as well as... All right, Folsom, drop that gun. Why, the little filly's turned into a ferocious firebrand. Oh, doggone it, Marie. Don't you know that little pop gun's gonna get you into trouble sooner or later? Folsom, drop that gun. Why, sure. I guess I know when I... Oh, you dirty double-crosser, let go of my wrist! Chad, Oxy's gun, it's on your desk! That's enough, Folsom. I'm giving you a better chance than you gave her. I didn't have to miss. Cherokee, get his gun and cover them both. My pleasure, Chad. Here, give me that. Oh, Marie, don't you know you should always take your attorney's advice? What? Told you that gun was going to get you into trouble. Chad, it hurts. I... Yeah, I'm going to take you to the doctor's now. Here, here, let me lift you up. You remember what I told you? What was that? This is doing the hard way. I knew I'd end up with you holding me in your arms. What's wrong with you today, Cherokee? The air's wonderful, the birds are singing, the fish are all jumping in El Toro Creek, and you just haven't opened your mouth for a half hour. My cold-blooded counselor, you grieve me and fill me with bitter disappointment. <laughs> How's that again? Here we are, perched on the backs of these high-priced equines, riding along El Toro Creek Road in the very same place where just a week ago your roving eye spotted Marie Hoxie. Uh-huh. You sat there supinely in the saddle, making casual comments about the climate and the flora and the fauna. Have you no heart? No red blood in your veins? Never mind, I'll tell you. What you probably need is a double dose of Dr. O'Bannon's famous Cherokee Indian rattlesnake oil. At least you don't need it. The memory of Miss Hoxie's perfume seems to act on you like a tonic. That reminds me, Chad. Hmm? Did you ever find out if Pharaoh Jack Folsom ever did have a brother in prison over in Leadville? Well, Judge Fillmore found out for me. He hadn't even got a brother. Dan Peacock, alias Dan Hoxie, gave that lost continent map to Pharaoh Jack after he'd won it in a stud game in lieu of cash. You mean he didn't realize how valuable it was, the fool? Oh, he didn't even know it was a lost continent mine until later. Then when he found out, he tried to get it back from Pharaoh and couldn't. Then's when he decided to double-cross him and hire Marie to pose as his daughter. What do you think's going to happen to the curvaceous charmer? Oh, Marie? Well, from what the judge tells me, whenever they release her from the hospital, she's due for about five years at the state's expense. Five years? Well... By that time, she will have reached the full bloom of beautiful maturity. No doubt. And if you lay off the libations of that rattlesnake oil, you may still be around the greeter, you old fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, my boy, even in me, hope springs eternal. <laughs> <laughs>